0: Our first episode. We are live, Jim. Can you believe it?
1: I know. It's been a long time coming, but it's been fun planning.
0: Exactly. It's like real life now. Light from Lantern presents... Knit a spell. I'm magical maker, Katie Rempe.
1: And I'm the maker of magic, James Devine.
0: Join us as we stitch together the symbiotic relationship between crafting...
1: And the craft. So here we are, our first right. episode, and I think the people should probably know who we are. But I want to start with you. You know, in the intro, it's I'm Magical Maker, Katie Rempe. That's
0: what true. do you mean?
1: Yeah, what is a <laughs> magical? What do you what do you mean when you say magical maker?
0: So what I mean, uh, and it probably varies for everyone, but in particular for me, being a magical maker is someone who encompasses magical aspects into their making. For me, making primarily uh, is knitting. So I'm trying to infuse and work magical elements into the knitting so that not only during the process of knitting is it being collaborated, but then after it also has the same power that it holds and new fresh memories um, and something that really lasts. So that's my goal here. Now you, you are the maker of magic, Jim. Could expand on that a little bit.
1: <laughs> I'm the it sounds like I'm a wizard. I'm You're a, a wizard, wizard, Jim? I'm a wizard. That's um right. maker of magic. Well, I people know me as James Divine as a palm reader. Mm-hmm. Um I'm also a witch and a high priest and um I've been doing that for jeez 25 years or more. I've been a palm reader for even longer, gosh, Mm -hmm. long time. And so I've always been interested in the metaphysical and the esoteric and um, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. And I've never, I've, I'm definitely an artist, a visual artist Mm -hmm. and I'll craft, I can craft up some, you know, I can hold my own. When mm-hmm. it comes to crafting,
0: there's lots of crafting <laughs> items in the crafting arena, not just knitting. That's yet. right.
1: But I'm not a fiber artist. I don't identify as a fiber artist yet. Mm-hmm. I say yet because you're getting into my under my skin, into my brain.
0: That's right.
1: Um, so I'm here really from the magical perspective to provide that experience in you know magic and and metaphysical mm-hmm. and the new age type of thought, which of course you have some. And I think you're yes. really here for that making part.
0: Yeah, and really the reason that I thought you and I would be a wonderful collaboration, Jim, is because you are so versed uh, in the magical realm, and that's something that really has come into my forefront uh, within the last year. So especially like around last summer, um, imagine that everyone's stuck at home, and you know you have a little extra time on your hands, maybe some more time to research some things and really think about. What you're doing and what you want. And uh, I realized that I wanted more magic in my life. It should always be part of life. It is part of life. Um, And I wanted to acknowledge that more. Um, But since it was still new to me, um, I kind of went out looking for someone who could help. And one thing led to another on Instagram, Jim, and I found you.
1: Let's tell that story. So I remember. So I'm on Instagram. You can follow me at Divine Hand Gym.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: you can follow Katie at Light, light from, from Lantern.
0: Lantern. <laughs>
1: light from Lantern. Um. So I got this really interesting. She slid. it. Hey, she huh? slid into my DM, y'all. <laughs> That's right. <her>. Um, <laughs> 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 tell that story. Tell the story from your perspective. So you started telling it.
0: Yes. So in particular, this happened over um, like just the end of December. I was home in Florida visiting my parents, um, which is funny that I still think of it as home, even though I haven't lived there in forever. Um, And I was just sitting on the lanai, as you do when you're trying to live your best golden girl (laughs) life in your 30s.
1: Oh, the lanai. Is that what you call it in Florida? I thought that was a Hawaii thing.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. Florida, it's very much a lanai as well. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sitting on the lanai. It's December. It's sunny. I'm having a beverage. I'm scrolling on Instagram while my folks are doing something. And I'm on probably like the discovery part. And you know, when you pick up something new that you're looking at, all of a sudden, everything in your discovery part starts to change. Yes. So, Wait,
1: I'm not familiar with this. Your discovery part?
0: So <laughs> in on Instagram... You can sort of like just search all sorts of accounts instead of your personal feed. Sort of a a discovery of what might be related to things you like. Oh. Yeah. And one thing led to another. They started popping up and there you were. So I thought, gosh. Wait,
1: wait, wait. wait. I'm, am I getting, this is the first time I've heard this story. Oh. You're telling me Mm -hmm. you found me because my internet or Instagram marketing is working
0: yes congratulations
1: <laughs> <laughs> mind blown <laughs> I didn't think I didn't think those things actually worked I'm just oh. on Instagram having fun
0: oh well I mean then that is working so congratulations
1: uh, yep amazing I didn't know this
0: yeah okay I, totally random so I pop, was it
1: I popped up somehow
0: yep And I started following you. I was like, gosh, oh, I looked at uh, one of your live feeds, and I thought, this guy has so much energy, and he knows everything. He just looks like a blast. Um, And in particular, you were uh, discussing the palmistry aspect of your practice. And I thought, gosh, you know, knitters... Use their hands, of course, primarily to make all of these things. Wouldn't it be interesting to figure out some sort of collaboration between, you know, the information in your hands and knitters who use their hands uh, to make the magic? So that's when I reached out. (laughs) Just uh, barely even an idea, more of a thought. Hey, Jim, I knit. You know, hands. Perhaps there's a collaboration aspect there.
1: Yes, I remember this. I message. can't imagine
0: what you thought when you read this.
1: <laughs> you know it's interesting. I have found that I need that I often will trust my um yeah, I don't know. I, I'll trust my intuition on things mm-hmm. And so something about your message seemed interesting. it seemed. I don't know why I answer (laughs) with all the... Because most of the direct messages that I get Mm -hmm. are, um, you know, people liking (laughs) my stories. Or they're some rando, like, you know, you can get 600,000 likes in just three days. Or, you know, Mm. whatever BS, right?
0: Yes, good stuff.
1: So it was... I I do read all of the DMs I get right now. Mm -hmm. Because I'm still not that famous. But, uh, yeah, it was really cool. It was, like, an interesting... I thought, oh, well, I don't think I'll really be doing anything with her because, or maybe I'll do one thing, but I it would be fascinating to know what she means. And so since I noticed my curiosity, then I DM'd back, right? Mm-hmm. And originally, I had really specific ideas. I was thinking about, like, oh, she wants to, like, put together some beautiful handmade yarn in a box with, like, Really gorgeous, you know, and e- ecologically friendly, you know, packing material and mm-hmm. like yarn and a pair of knitting needles and like a little pamphlet on, you know, palmistry and send that out as a little like, you know, whatever. I had no idea about anything because that's all I could ever imagine. And now I realize, well, I'm sure that even toilet plunger manufacturers have an association or an online community. Like everyone, right? But certainly the esteemed crafting of knitting and crocheting has an incredible online, like, social media behemoth site that I had no idea existed.
0: Yeah, it's one of those uh, niche industries that if you're not part of it, you don't know it exists. But if you're in it, it's like your whole world full of, you know... Famous vendors and designers and, you know, just like I'm sure the magical realm has their people, too. You know, they're all stars and people who specialize in certain things that if you're like, oh, well, if you need tarot, you know, perhaps you think of Teresa Reed, the tarot lady, you know, as an example. Or, you know, in my world, if you're thinking of like wild, colorful patterns, you might think Stephen West. So... Um, those are two. Yeah, have great no idea people. who
1: that is. Right.
0: Well, you will. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I will. <laughs> you
0: it, would it love was... him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it was amazing because I thought, ooh, this is fascinating. I guess I have another connection with knitting, though, I should say,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: is my lovely partners. My husband is a crocheter, and our part our third partner,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, Michael is a knitter. And so I have been gifted amazing pieces Ooh. from both of them. So and, ah, you know, it, don't you give your lovers gifts of knitting?
0: Oh, She's shaking her a, head, a generous no. person might. <laughs> 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 I I often have been labeled the selfish knitter. Uh, so even so, recently called out from um, my dog for not uh, making her anything since I've gotten her over a year. I haven't knit her one thing, and she you, quite salty. Uh, you haven't
1: knit. You haven't knit your little freezing cold dog even so much as a. <sighs> No, oh my God, you're so cute. I know.
0: I've had plans several times too, and I just haven't. Did, so, She's calling <laughs> well, me out. <up. laughs>
1: you are an accomplished knitter, and especially patterns. And so that's Light from Lantern sells patterns, and it was amazing to discover that. Right? Yeah. So I find myself completely captivated and fascinated. But I think what really got me, Katie, was mm. our conversations. Yeah. Right
0: right? Ultimately, I kind of thought, um, or initially, I thought, well, you know, we'll pair together and maybe do like a class um, or a lecture, sort of studying certain things. And then as we would talk, um, we sort of set up like a weekly discussion. And each time we would talk, it was like, our worlds collide and expand. And it just became obvious that These conversations were too good to keep to ourselves. We had to share them. And you said quite brilliantly, gosh, this would be great information for a podcast. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm not doing a frigging podcast. I don't know what to do about a podcast. And as my life goes, things that I say like that are typically the things I end up doing sooner than later. (laughs) So here we are. Oh, my gosh. (laughs)
1: That's how my life works. I am definitely never doing blah. Yep. Three weeks later.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to find myself in Seattle. And literally later that year, I moved here. So... There you go. You know, that's the way the world works. Never say so never.
1: funny. Well, so this show mm. is really going to be about what? What are we really thinking about? The general...
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you and I What's the elevator know.
1: pitch for this show?
0: So... Hey there.
1: I shouldn't have even used that term.
0: (laughs) Hey, you, are you interested in knitting or magic? Okay, stop. That's terrible.
1: (laughs) Why did I use that corporate? You know, you can take the boy out of the corporate world, but it takes a while for the corporate world to get out of the boy.
0: Oh, that's true. Let's
1: all ground and center and release our inner corporate mind.
0: That's right. (sighs) It's still fresh in there.
1: I know. A trauma.
0: That's right. Um, So our podcast is mainly an extension on our conversations. So things that are magical because you're making them. Why is this? Um, So exploring a lot of why things are connected and why they are magical because of that.
1: And I think even how they could be, how Mm. we could infuse magic metaphysics into Mm. the work that we're doing right in fact we call uh, witchcraft the craft and so many times when you know our coven is meeting and we're doing something Mm. we often are actually crafting something right right we're building a you know um, a symbol or a sigil on paper. Mm-hmm. We are drawing a picture. We are tying knots in yarn, um, which is like called knot magic, and that's exactly what you know mm-hmm. knitting and crocheting is, right? Absolutely. So there's so many connections, and there's so much history. Just the initial thought of this, and then the investigation that followed with different magical practitioners that I know. Yes. I realized, and I think this is what we both shared and realized, mm. there's no end to this.
0: No. Even as you're talking and making that association with the coven, I'm thinking, oh, it's not so different from like the ladies and gentlemen and everyone who get together um, in a knitting circle, you know, like a stitch and bitch. Yeah. You know, they may not be crafting magic like the craft specifically, but really, they are, you know, they're together. They're um, energizing each other. A lot of them are like their best friends. Maybe they don't have a lot of family outside of this for various reasons. So it's really powerful. Um, and And this podcast is in its way sort of, becoming that. It's like a virtual in your ear, like stitch and bitch coven kind of thing. A I, co- making coven.
1: Maybe we need a re a rename, a rebrand. Oh re- my brand. goodness. I'm we haven't even, <sighs> we
0: <one>. haven't even episode <laughs> <we> one, <laughs> rebrand the whole thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is your virtual stitch and bitch coven. That's I right. I love it. I think it's amazing.
0: Pardon the interruption, but here's a special message from, well, us. Hey, Jim, let's talk about a palm reading for a sec.
1: Oh, yeah, my favorite topic.
0: So I don't think a lot of people necessarily think of getting a palm reading. Uh, but my palm reading with you was awesome. And it actually helped with a lot of preconceived notions that I had of the craft before now. Oh.
1: You had preconceived notions about palmistry? What were yeah. they?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I'm pretty literal, so I thought having a short lifeline might mean you have a short life. Right. And a star on your palm is bad. <laughs> oh, that's
1: interesting. Both of those are... Comment. You know, a short lifeline does not mean a short life. It actually means a life of uh, connection with the divine and learning and creating type of life. And a star in your palm is a sign of spiritual gift. Those are two things that are dispelled right away. I know there's a lot of things on the palm that people yeah. think are good or bad. Right? There's nothing inherently negative in your palm. You can use all the tools, all the markings. They are associated with your strengths, your personality, and things you can use in your life.
0: Absolutely. I really love that modern take on palmistry. And it actually really resonated in my reading. I think everyone would enjoy reading from you. and. Dear listener, if you too would like a fantastic experience that offers insight, direction, and clarity, I highly suggest booking a session with my dear friend, James Devine, and you can find more information at thedivinedhand.com. Hey there, would you like to try one of my knitting patterns for free? You can. All you have to do is sign up for the Light from Lantern newsletter by visiting lightfromlantern.com. You'll also receive exclusive updates, promotions, and discount codes that are available only for subscribers. Sign up today and never miss a stitch. Thanks for listening. Let's jump back into our episode.
1: It's amazing. Well, I'm so excited about all of the things that we have as possibilities in the future
0: around
1: weaving and knitting and crocheting. And I think there's... Spinning, mm-hmm. and I think there's other arts that we're not even thinking about. I don't think it's just fiber arts either. We're probably going to delve off into all sorts of fabulous topics. So
0: absolutely, oh my gosh,
1: so much putting fun. your okay, intent well,
0: into anything you make is the magic. Uh,
1: intentional making.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: And in this case, it's beyond intentional. I think we're going to be specifically around magical making, Indeed. which is like we intend. There's two things that happen. There's our intent, Mm. which always wonderful, and then there's our impact. Mm. And so when we look at both of those, we can say magic is the art and practice of influencing our impact with our intent, our will, our imagination. And there's no better way than to declare, I shall make a little sweater for my dog and actually making it come to fruition. Right, no, I feel like
0: that was a bit of a read. However, you're not wrong, <laughs> so I'll let it slide.
1: <laughs> Maybe it was a little read, but I'm That's sure right. you'll read me later.
0: Uh, well, you know, fair's fair. Is fair.
1: <laughs> you read yourself. I'm just picking up what you're throwing down.
0: That's true. I'm not above that either. I don't take <laughs> anything too seriously. That'll be the first thing you learn about me.
1: <laughs> so, why are we doing this now? Like this podcast, mm. is there? Have you seen any other podcasts like this?
0: Not that I'm currently aware of but I'm sure people will let me know if I'm wrong um,
1: please comment and let us know send us a message if there's absolutely. other ones like this I've there's a there are a number of witchy or witchy woo mm. um, podcasts that are out there a lot of them I listen to many of them I think most of them are just fantastic mm. and of course they're going to have different individual topics around you know perhaps the craft in witchcraft right sure um but i think this is this is something that i think is different in that way a more of a a niche within a niche within a niche
0: exactly and realizing those two niches aren't so nichey between each other
1: right yeah so why are we doing it now so here we are this is being recorded early march 2021 that's right as it when it gets out into the world, it's going to be later than this. Mm-hmm. What What is it about now that is the time?
0: Well, it sort of seems like the perfect time, uh, especially with technology that we have now, allowing it to be pretty easy in terms of still getting together, at least to a degree, virtually. Uh, it seemed like the perfect thing to do, so we can't do it in person. So, you know, I hate to thank quarantine for anything, but hey, thanks quarantine. <laughs> uh, you know, it's... um. Forcing us to think outside the box. And thus, I think this is um, a really good thing to come out of it. So, I think a podcast now is great for people who maybe are also looking for a new direction in their life or another way to integrate, you know, maybe they already have a magical background and they are getting into making and they never thought how they could cross over together. So, I'm really hoping it will inspire people um, in a time that we really needed some inspiration. Right, yeah.
1: I think that as as different areas are opening up, as people are getting vaccinated, as you know, there's this general sense of expansion that's happening. Yeah, and I think this can really play into that Jupiterian Jupiter type energy of expansion. Mm. And you know, ex, as you, I mean, one of the first things that my friends who are makers want to do is get together for an in-person stitch and bitch, right? Yeah. Yes. Is how often have we been, how, on a, on a on a range from one to 10, how sick of you are Zoom, how sick of Zoom are you, <laughs> right?
0: Um, uh, like a 60.
1: <laughs> thank you, Zoom, for existing and getting yes. us through the pandemic. But also, I think we're ready for some IRL experiences, yeah. right? Yes, yes. So... Perhaps this podcast is perfectly timed to help inspire a group of people in real life, Mm. you know, knitting and making magic. What would that be like for people to do that? It's pretty cool.
0: Absolutely. And if uh, it's a great thing to do if you're feeling sort of lost or like mixed up in the chaos, it gives you a great like anchor. It's a good grounding technique um, just to bring yourself back. Um, I know I can easily get swept up in what's happening in the world and you know, with my personal family here, uh, especially since you know, you spend 100% of the time with people anymore. (laughs) So so, yeah, just to have something that's yours, that um, takes you out of the chaos and into yourself is a really great tool to bring back out, especially as people are going to be, like you said, reemerging um, into the social aspect. I think there could be a lot of like unintended anxiety with that. Um, so again, to have this with you could be a really great coping mechanism. So That's cool. I'm going to be in a lot of people's face. So if you're like an introvert who's been like, really excited about this the whole time. I'm like the super extrovert that has just barged their way into other people's conversations at this point. So sorry. I think
1: even the introverts I know are like, okay, we've had it. We're ready for some interaction. (laughs) I am also an extrovert. So what? Something to know about us. I I know. Hard (laughs) to imagine. Hard to imagine. Yeah. Well, I hope that we're your like BFFs on the topic that we, and I'm learning, so I, what I don't know is knitting, or mm. crochet, or macrame, or weaving. Like, I don't know that stuff, right? And mm. I'm looking forward to learning about what is it like to actually knit. And did you know, for the knitters out there, they're going to laugh at me, but for the people who don't knit out there who might be listening, did you know that you can knit in two different ways? That's right. And some people do it one way and some people do it the other i had no idea like the intricacies of knitting is like mm-hmm. ooh, so fascinating right so that's where i want to grow what i want to learn is more about the making more about the crochet and 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 macrame all those kind of things right
0: yes i'm uh, very anxious to teach you i know i'll have you knitting before the end of the year <laughs> Awesome. It's a guarantee. <laughs> yes. Even if you're not making, you know, like giant Afghans or lace shawls or something. I already um, know what I'm going to make. Oh, okay. What are you going to make?
1: A little sweater for my friend's dog. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh,
0: I'm so mean. Why am I so mean? Well, maybe you will get to it before me. I mean,
1: <laughs> probably by the end of the year, I will.
0: Uh, that's oh, you know what I, that's fine. So she needs it one me. way. If you do it, then I don't have to do it honestly, and I can get to work on the blanket. Apparently, she wants to, so, so you'd really be doing I'm, me a favor.
1: <laughs> I'm so kidding. It's too easy <laughs>
0: to oh, tease my friend. Well, yeah. I, I don't mind. And he again, he's not wrong. <laughs> Sorry, pancakes. This is a watercolor of her for uh, oh. anyone who's watching on our YouTube channel. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, so, puppy's name. Is the best name ever.
0: That's right. She's a little uh, chihuahua.
1: Little chihuahua named Pancakes.
0: That's what? Not right. Plural, Pancakes. Many not Pancakes. One. That's right. How she's many a, is she? She's a fat stack at this point. <laughs> she's, she's 10 pancakes and <laughs> each pancake is a pound.
1: <laughs> and how much syrup?
0: Oh my gosh. All Did they the leave syrup. that off? Oh, no. Okay, good. She loves syrup. <laughs> oh, <she's laughs> she so is cute. syrup. She's sweet. So.
1: Awesome. Mm-hmm. And so what? what is it that you want to expand into, Katie? What's your area?
0: Well, so currently, um, you know, I went to school for uh, fashion design. And while I was there, I sort of realize knitwear was even a thing that you could do. So I learned a little bit of it there. um, But I didn't really expand until after I got at least in the hand knitting realm. However, college was also the time where I got into my magical element, which is um, tarot. (gasps) The first semester I was there, I met this girl like at a fire drill at one point and she and i became fast friends and i was having a real hard time dealing with being so far away from everyone i knew alone and um she said you know what would be like a great therapy tool for you tarot so she left one weekend came back and had my first deck of cards with her and honestly i didn't even like realize tarot was for divination necessarily um I thought it was more for like personal problem solving, which I mean, it is It's still how I use it a lot now. But, um, but yeah, that's basically how I got into the magical realm for real was because of this one random stranger who showed up one semester, was there maybe three weeks, and then one day in the middle of the night, she was like, that's right, one day in the middle of the night. I know what I said. Um <laughs> She was like, "All right, I gotta go back home," and she packed up and left, and I never saw her again. So it was a wow. But you still have mystical that tar- in itself.
1: You still have that tarot deck.
0: I do. I'll never get rid of it. Wow. Yeah.
1: That's, so. i've never heard that story,
0: yeah, so that's there you go, cool. now you know, and it was never anything i I really did for other people uh, until recently, and so um, that 's really what i 'm looking forward to most is sort of building my confidence in um, sharing my gift with others. I feel like last year I came out as a tarot reader, which is kind of funny, um, so yeah, just more personal ownership on my part and then I just love to learn. So through you and through um, future guests, I just am really excited to expand my whole horizon. Yeah.
1: Oh, my God. That's so cool. Well, gosh,
0: as I turn (laughs) around and reach for
1: my tarot cards, maybe one of the things we could do is pull a card and have that be the theme of of an opening conversation.
0: Sure. I wish I had my tarot deck handy. I don't, but I'll let you draw it. Is if that the you world?
1: Had, if you had to knit the
0: world. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. All right. It seems like it should be like a giant circular blanket, something you could wrap yourself in. You know, you are the world. You're complete. It's everything. It encompasses you. That's what so I would So that's for.
1: basically a blanket.
0: Ooh. Yes.
1: Like, slinket. it's everything. It's a robe. It's a blanket. It has sleeves.
0: Snuggie? It's yeah. a
1: snuggie. <laughs> it has slippers attached. It has flip flops attached.
0: Mm-hmm. It's comforting. I don't know. It's there for you. Yeah. yeah. And it
1: would have a scarf. It'd have a scarf extension just in case oh. you wanted that. It'd have a belt. Maybe it'd even have a zipper. I mean, I'm just imagining what the world a blanket. Yes. It's that would got be some buttons
0: the- on there. It'd have And pockets, some glitter. Yes. Zipper <laughs> pockets.
1: A unicorn horn.
0: It's got footies yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah.
1: basically the Swiss army knife of blankets.
0: I love that, yeah, it can do anything and be anything <laughs> and so it takes think... you the entire world to make so the <laughs> <your> whole <laughs> right. life the entire Good span yes. yeah
1: that would be a a task that the gods would farm out to some in some myth. Somewhere, an impossible task.
0: Yes, send it to India so Shiva with all of the arms can make it quite fast. (laughs) So, if we
1: think about the world, it encompasses completion and like the sort of like the end of the fool's journey, right?
0: Mm, mm -hmm.
1: And so, that is cute to think about like the mad how we imagine what, you know, a world type of make would be. Yeah if we were to interpret that into something that was actually make a bowl like i don't know like what, what a is shawl. some yeah a blanket or a shawl mm-hmm. cuz i love that idea of like it wraps around you
0: mhm
1: like the serpent in the in that dragon type of character right. that's circular in the world um, you could
0: even knit that in like as the border the two serpents eating each other's tail wow mhm yeah, you could put the some or- imagery in there.
1: The Ouroboros.
0: Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. An Ouroboros scarf. Do you have a pattern that's an Ouroboros? You have an infinity scarf pattern? Yeah. Or do you?
0: Like a like a cowl kind of a thing, a circular yeah. situation? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Like you you have one now on your website, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Sure do. Yep. I have yeah. a, um, It's the uh, Stormy Shores cowl. It's a good one. And it's the got The Stormy
1: fringe. Shores cowl. Yeah. Oh,
0: <laughs> for when your so cool. mind is all mixed up and you need to calm down. Stormy sure. shores.
1: <laughs> it's fascinating to think about uh, donning a finished product of hand knitwear that you crafted yourself with intent, mm. wearing it around your neck, and being able to don that piece of that garment with intent Based right. on how you made it, and to then allow yourself to ground and center um, and release and have your mind be, you know uh, connected. So mm-hmm. I love that Stormy Shores cowl idea, right? Yeah. And that that one of the reasons is like one of the cool things is ordering it, you can't order it. you can only buy the pattern, right and then you get to make it. That's right. Right.
0: That's part of the fun.
1: And part of the magic.
0: Exactly. Yes. You know, it's it's all about realizing the same specialness of having something made for you can be made with what you make for yourself if if you want it to be. So, you just have to think about it in the same way. You know, it's yeah. like just like self-care. Sometimes it's easier to take care of your best friend than it is for yourself. So,
1: Right. Yeah. And I guess I also think what are all the Things you could incorporate into that magically. And this is a little bit of a sample of the conversations that you and I have had before, Mm -hmm. which are, gosh, when I think about how to make the Stormy Shores cowl, for instance, magical, I might think, gosh, you know, what is a calming color for me? You know, do I want this to be uh, an ocean green? Mm
0: -hmm. Or do I want
1: it to be like a clear sky blue to to symbolize the clearing of my brain Mm -hmm. or my mind?
0: Tranquility, yes.
1: Tranquility, right. Do I want it to be perhaps an orange? Because orange is so often associated with opening the roads and clearing Mm -hmm. the path forward, right? And so that could be an interesting color choice. So we could incorporate color magic Mm -hmm. or color... Correspondences into, you know, the color we would use for that piece, right?
0: Absolutely, yep.
1: And then I, I guess I also think that there's also there must be a number, numbers involved.
0: Yes, because yes, you're say
1: you would have to tell me how many times I need to knit a certain way, and how you know how to make it must have numbers. So finding. And reducing those numbers down and perhaps, you know, adjusting it based on, you know, a number that is significant for me, right?
0: Absolutely. Yes. Lots of uh, little ways that you can sort of work it in where you may not have even thought of. Um, or right. like just the shape of the piece in general or certain intent you might put in like, um, like the Stormy Shores cowl has um, three different cables in there. So they're sort of like symbolizing um, waves crashing over each other um, while the places in between are more like restful, like between the waves. So um, you know, just not only like with specifics like numbers and colors, but even just um, like the overall aesthetic as well. So it's all part of the bigger picture.
1: <laughs> I love this. This is very cool.
0: Yeah. But I imagine it's, you know, I was just thinking actually how writing a pattern is is like, I imagine writing a spell in a lot of ways, right?
1: Yeah. So tell me more about that. So you test them out. You have an idea in your head. What's your what's your creative process like when you're creating a pattern?
0: Um, so typically, if it's something I have time to do and I'm developing for myself, um, I'll usually have an idea in my head. Um, it'll be like, okay, I want this certain intent to be here. Or um, for example, I'm working on a project now that is a combination of Um, the cards, the sun and the moon in tarot. So I have um, two different yarns that I'm working with, two different color stories. So like the sun shawl is going to be all, you know, like gold with a little blue, whereas the moon version will be in a totally different gauge of yarn, making it a different size with um, the inverse colors. So it's sort of, you know, like the yin and yang of them as well. Um, It's really... My goal here. So, you know.
1: So then you test out little swatches and then you try to knit an entire one and you're documenting how many like times you have to increase or where, you you know, how many stitches you need to do and all those sort of things, right?
0: Right. Yep. So once the idea is a little bit more solidified, sometimes I'll do some sketches. Uh, Usually I do the swatch next. Uh, That gives you like basically all the information you need to even make a pattern. So how many stitches you would need to make it a certain size or um, how the blocking method might affect the fiber um, or maybe you want to block it with a certain, like, essential oil or something that might, um, you know, add like a ritualistic aspect or a blessing aspect to it. You'll want to know how it's going to react with the dye and the fibers that you're putting on it. So um, it's a really – It's kind of involved, but the effort in doing it pays off in spades. So, um, yeah, it's like that becomes your roadmap to the whole shawl. And then from there, you can say, okay, well, I want it to be this big, so I'll need it to be this many stitches, which will require this much yarn. And it's a big math project from there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Amazing. And then you knit it. You know. and then you knit it
0: Yeah and sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't and that's just the way it is you learn but once and you, move you
1: on. get once you get something that works mm. then you publish it on yes. lightfromlantern.com, your website that's and then people correct. can buy a pattern.
0: That's right. Um, it's available at lifefromlantern.com and also Ravelry.com, which many knitters oh, yeah, and crocheters will know. Yep. That's like uh, our marketplace and a uh, little social network.
1: Um, that's fascinating. It's so much like writing a spell. When we write a spell, or actually like a ritual, mm. is what we're doing. Yeah. Really thinking about there's also some similarities, right? Which is, what's the intent of this ritual? Right. What do I want people to walk? How do I want people to be transformed? You know, after as a function of participating,
0: mm.
1: what? How would I have them get there? What is the um, the theme or the experience going to be like? And then this is a math problem. If I've got thirty people in a ritual, mm-hmm. and each thing they're going to do takes three minutes. Yeah. That's an hour and a half. So that will not work.
0: Right. Right?
1: <laughs> so we really get to think about the math of like, how do we get 30 people engaged in a ritual and an experience that carries and has a narrative arc and finishes with something that is transformational. So it's
0: similar in Very so many similar. ways.
1: I I love it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and um, what's, so we have an intention for this exactly. podcast, right? And one of the things that I asked you early on was, how will listeners be different? How will listeners, how will our listeners be better as a result of listening to us? Right. Yeah. I think one of the things is, is they will be entertained because come on.
0: <laughs> I mean, duh. <laughs> 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 right. Um, but other than that, I mean, I really hope people will just be more mindful. Um, you know, we had a great conversation the other day about how. You know, magic is perceived as something that only happens when you want it to, but really we're living in a world that magic is always happening, um, but maybe you're not really conscious to the fact that you could be manipulating it at this point. So um, right. maybe by starting in something that is a hobby, which you love to do, it can then expand You know, from there um, and be a lot easier since you already have the habit in you.
1: Right, right. Mm -hmm. How do we, even our everyday activities can be magical activities, right? Right. As I'm, you know, selecting apples at the grocery store or as I'm, you know, browsing my Amazon, you know, whatever.
0: Yep. Unloading I, the dishwasher. That's what I was doing this morning. <laughs> unloading
1: it as I'm going for my walk, right? Yep. And certainly as we're making, especially, I think, as we're doing something creative. Right. What would it be like to layer that intent and that sort of, you know, magical aspect on top of it? And and I think that's a great thing. Yeah. I'm surprised that there would ever be people that wouldn't do that.
0: Me too. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll find out.
1: <laughs> I guess if people are listening to this podcast, if you're, you're listening to more. this podcast, you probably do that. And I love it.
0: Mm. But mm-hmm. we could all think a little bit more. You know, I mean, like me. I know I don't know everything. I'm always willing to glean. So
1: Well, that makes one of us. No, ah, I'm
0: kidding. Must ah, be so hard knowing everything,
1: Ah, uh, My brain would explode. The <laughs> It's the best thing in the world to learn. Yes. And... Sh- and You know, I even love discovering when I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. That's like awesome because I don't know why I'm such a weirdo, but I just love that. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I get to learn something new.
0: Yes. Well, it's just like knitting. When you mess up your knitting, it's a great opportunity to learn how to fix it. And it's not really a waste of time. It's an investment in learning how to fix it. In learning.
1: All right. (laughs) Well, I guess I better get on somewhere and order some needles.
0: That's right. Well, I think I may know really a person fab- who could help you out.
1: Yeah. And this some really guy. fabulous yarn.
0: Yeah. That makes a big difference. Good tools, as I think you know, um, really help.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. This is so much fun. I'm excited for what we're embarking on.
0: Me too. I can't wait for everyone to join us on our journey ahead. Thanks for listening everybody, and don't forget new episodes of Knit a Spell are conjured every Wednesday. Learn more at knitaspell.com and follow our Instagram page at @knitaspell. If you have a quick second to support the show, feel free to drop us a review on iTunes or share this with a friend. Jim and I appreciate your support and look forward to seeing you next week.